Good morning, saints. Please open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13, verses 7 through 17. That's Hebrews 13, 7 through 17. The passage uh, may be found in the Pew Bibles on page 1009. It's page 1009 if you are using the Pew Bible. I will be reading from the English Standard Version, which is the translation that Pastor West Holland will be preaching from. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy place by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned outside the camp. So Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Therefore, let us go to him outside the camp and bear the reproach he endured. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. May God bless to our understanding this reading from his holy word. This passage in Hebrews is written to uh, encourage the uh, Jewish Christians uh, in their faith, the Hebrew Christians. And so uh, the writer of Hebrews gives a number of different uh, exhortations that are uh, helpful to them as uh, persecution is heading their way. And in verse 7, he tells them to remember their leaders. In verse 13, He told them to obey and submit to their leaders. And since uh, Dakota is uh, going to be installed as an elder here in this church, I thought this passage with a special attention to verse 7 and to verse, did I say 13? I meant to say 17, would be appropriate. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we look to you. We do ask for your grace and your mercy as we open your word. Help me to proclaim it clearly and help us to uh, embrace your word because you love us so much and we put our trust in you. Be our teacher, we pray. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. So Dakota and Michelle were visiting Savannah, Georgia, was it last weekend, I believe it was? And um, they attended church where I did my internship at Independent Presbyterian Church. They sent me some pictures. 
uh, independent Presbyterian church is a big uh, stately downtown church on one of the city squares. In fact, at the beginning of Forrest Gump, when the little feathers fly, floating down, it comes down the steeple of Independent Presbyterian. And uh, when, when we went to the movies, we were living in Philadelphia, and we went to see Forrest Gump, and I was like, Mandy, that's independent. She, no, I don't think so. So she wasn't giving me any satisfaction. So I turned to the guy sitting next to us, stranger. I said, that's where my wife and I got married. He said, shut up and watch the movie. So, uh, such, such is Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. So anyway, um, as I, I mentioned in passing then, Mandy and I were married at Independent Presbyterian Church. President Woodrow Wilson's father was a former minister at Independent Presbyterian, and he also got married there. So that's a little personal history adds really nothing to the sermon, except it's mildly interesting. Uh, But I bring this up because I want to quote President Woodrow Wilson. I'm I'm no fan of his presidency, I, I will say that, for many different reasons. But there is one quote that I particularly love. On the day of his inauguration, Uh, to be president, a a reporter came up to Woodrow Wilson and said, this must be the greatest honor of your life. And Woodrow Wilson replied, no, the day that I was installed as an elder in the Presbyterian church was the greatest honor in my life. Dakota, being installed as an officer in the body of Christ, Uh, Whether an elder or a deacon, Dakota's being uh, installed as an elder, uh, but being an officer in Christ's church is indeed a great honor. The Christians to whom the letter of Hebrews is written were told in verse 7, Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. They They were told, Uh, also in that verse, to consider the outcome of their life and imitate their faith. It's generally understood that the recipients of this epistle were Jewish Christians living in or near Jerusalem. They experienced persecution, but their suffering was on the verge of becoming much more intense. Many of their leaders who had spoken the word of God to them had been killed at the hands of persecutors. I think it's in Acts chapter 12 we read of James, who was beheaded. In Acts chapter 7, we read of Stephen, who was stoned to death. And they both were leaders in the church. And so uh, he, he tells them, to, in verse 7, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Uh, Remembering your leaders is, as he tells them in verse 7, is not an admonition to admire them. The Bible is not saying that we should admire you, Dakota, although you, we, now that your beard's starting to come back, a little bit more admiration. Uh, but that's not what this passage is, is saying. It's rather 
is saying, hold fast to their teaching. And consider how they held fast to their Savior, even though it cost them their lives. Verse 7 is an exhortation for the Hebrew Christians to cling tightly to the Lord Jesus Christ in the face of persecution, just as their leaders had done. Dakota, we hope and trust that you will not be martyred, but you are to be a model, an example for our congregation to follow in your teaching of the Word of God in the way that you conduct your life and the way that you lead your family and in the way that you exercise your faith in Jesus Christ. The congregation should see in you the embodiment of the Christian faith so that as they consider your life, you will provide an example for us to imitate. Who can live up to such a calling, right? In our Ephesians Sunday School class three weeks ago, we saw in Ephesians 4 how Christ, by his glorious resurrection from the dead, secured leaders for the church and gifted them with spiritual gifts and gave us then these leaders that he purchased by his glorious resurrection. He gives them to the church. Dakota, you are being installed as one of Christ's gifts to his church. He has, therefore, equipped and gifted you. By yourself, it is impossible to live up to that calling. But you're not by yourself. Christ is with you. He has called you to this office. He has equipped you. His Holy Spirit has made your heart his home, and he will strengthen and encourage and assist you to be the type of model of Christ that the congregation can imitate and benefit from and so grow in Christ. If Christ had not promised to be with me, to be the one who gifted me, there's no way I would have gone into the ministry. There's no way. Thank you, Jimbo. Um, I would add my own hearty amen. Because there is, there's no way that I would be able to in any way be a benefit to you except Christ promising and faithfully um, working in me. And so, Dakota, your first commitment as an elder is to be in prayer as you cry out to Christ for him to strengthen you, encourage you, and assist you in being the model for us to imitate and to follow. In our highly individualistic society, there is a temptation to put aside um, any exhortations to follow other people. And here, verse 7, Remember your leaders who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And then in verse 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give account. Dakota, you're going to have to give account. And he he continues in this verse, Let them do this, talking about the congregation, in their submission and obedience 
uh, to the leadership. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. In our highly individualistic society, it's difficult to think I am supposed to follow another person. This idea, or the idea is that we come to church and we hear what the Word of God says to me, but don't, let, don't expect me to follow any other person's leadership. I'll follow the Word of God, other people, off limits. In this climate, uh, church membership has become less, less important. Church leaders are expected to make decisions for the general ministry of the church, but are hands-off when it comes to the personal lives of people in the congregation. Um, and here, the book of Hebrews is saying, follow your leaders and submit to them. In our, in our individualistic culture, the Word of God, verse 17, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who have to give an account. Obeying and submitting to church leaders is considered uh, in our day and age often dangerous, unbiblical, and old-fashioned for many Christians. But we read elsewhere in the scriptures, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. And he's exhorting the elders, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, the Apostle Paul says, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and who are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. A leader in Christ's church, the one that... Uh, the writer of Hebrews is calling us to submit to and obey. Is to the the leadership is to be, are to be servant leaders. So we read in Matthew chapter twenty verses twenty five through twenty eight. Jesus called together, called the twelve together, and said, "You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you." Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. The leadership that you are called to submit to and obey is not to be overbearing, nor is the leadership to be manipulative. 
nor is the leadership to be selfish, but servant-oriented, putting others as more important than themselves. If you want to know more about what submission means, uh, a shameful plug for my Sunday school class in Ephesians. Uh, we're going through Ephesians next week, Ephesians 5, 21 through 31, uh, marriage and um, leadership and submission there in that passage. So 945, Sunday school. We also put it on our church Facebook page. If So shameless plug there. The writer of Hebrews in verse 17 says that the obedience and the submission that is uh, expected of the congregation is for your well-being. He says, they are, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have uh, to give account. It's for your spiritual well-being. Uh, please, if you see us in anyone in leadership, elders or deacons or pastor, being overbearing or being manipulative, call us on it. Our shepherd oversight and the obedience that and submission that Hebrews, that the writer of Hebrews and Peter and the scriptures call the congregation to in regard to their leadership is for your good, for your well-being. Our leadership in the church is under the oversight of the great shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. I am not a law unto myself, nor is the session, nor are the deacons. Our authority is derived directly from the Lord Jesus. In fact, uh, if you look down later in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 through 21, this is one of the benedictions that you've heard me say uh, from time to time at the end of services. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, I am a shepherd who is under the great shepherd of the sheep. I am simply an under-shepherd, as is all the elders, as you will be, Dakota. Your authority is only derived from the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we must lead with his authority where do we f- and we must lead under his authority only by the word of god not by the rules of men and we must lead with his power that is delegated to us dakota look to the the lord jesus christ the great shepherd of his sheep so that you can be a faithful shepherd He has promised to equip you. He has promised to work in you. He will do it. Congregation, 
One of the questions that you'll be asked by Jeremy in our uh, ordination service is, are you willing to submit to his leadership? Scripture says, you must do it. And do it, as um, the last half of verse 17 says, with joy and not with grumbling. For if you're not embracing his leadership, his leadership will be of no advantage to you. Jesus has promised to equip him. He's promised to be at work here in the body of Christ so that we can all grow up together in Christ. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord Jesus, as we have considered this passage, we ask that you would help us to uh, faithfully adhere to your word and faithfully, with great hope and faith, look forward to the unwrapping of Dakota's gifts here among us as an elder. Lord, as we uh, enter into this, uh, this service of ordination, we pray for your blessing to um, be with us and uh, go with us. We ask this in your name. Amen.